This is Ken Lubin, and welcome to the Ultimate Hire podcast. What is the Ultimate Hire? The Ultimate Hire is the professional that every business, team, or leader needs in their organization. This is the high-performance individual that always rises to the top, brings the team to the next level, and can significantly add to the bottom line. The Ultimate Hire is the person that you can't afford to be without. Finding, attracting, hiring, and retaining these professionals is critical to the success of your business. We have identified these traits and can help you find these top professionals. A little bit about me. I'm a managing director and longest tenured employee with ZRG Partners. I'm the creator of the Ultimate Hire blog, founder of Executive Athletes, a U.S. Olympic Committee career advisor, and endurance athlete as well as following my true passion of being a husband, father, and son. I love to get people out of their comfort zone while helping them achieve their dreams and companies achieve their goals by helping them realize the importance of living a high-performance life. This podcast will feature hiring strategies, interview tips, conversations with key business leaders, as well as other search professionals. This is designed to give individuals and organizations tools and tactics to have a competitive advantage for career growth, business growth, and insights to the most important resource, the people. If anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out to me at klubin at ZRG Partners, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to this episode's podcast with Julie Visser. Julie is the head of executive coaching for the Toft Group, a ZRG company, and has a passion for coaching and recruiting candidates into top roles. Her expertise in talent acquisition and global executive placement has resulted in countless job opportunities for senior level candidates seeking advancement or making a transition in their careers. Prior to joining the Toft Group, Julie enjoyed a 20-year professional career leading and partnering with U.S. companies internal worldwide human resource efforts, including Life Technologies, Thermo Fisher, and Nuvasive. She understands what companies are seeking when interviewing for top talent and utilizes this knowledge when guiding clients through the job search process. Furthermore, Julie is the founder and president of JA Talent Partners, a company focused on advancing women in the workplace and launching careers for recent college grads. She is the author of two workbooks, Reviving Careers and Launching Careers, which are step-by-step guides on how to create a successful job search plan. So Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on the show. This is awesome. And it's a pleasure to, you know, to, to chat about this because it's a little bit different topic than you know, some of the other people I've spoken with. But first, tell us who Julie Visser is. Well, I, I appreciate the bio, um, and that is that is certainly my my background from a professional standpoint. And I'm excited to be here uh, to really be practicing what I preach, which is uh, the ability to come in and and, uh, and and do what you're passionate about. So had you know had a successful career and stepped away from my career, raised a family with three kids, uh, re-entered. Uh, the job market and was able to advance fairly quickly uh, back into my market. And, you know, uh, people would come up to me, especially women say, how did you, how did you get back into the workforce? How did you do this? And I found that I ended up uh, coaching and was very passionate about that coaching and was able to really marry my knowledge from my career standpoint, as well as my personal, my personal experience. Um, 
and therefore create a very successful coaching program um, that now we're able to offer on a much larger scale, you know, through ZRG. Perfect. No, and and I think it's it's one of those tools that a lot of executives don't really know how to do, right? A lot of them go from being recruited by their friends or colleagues or other people in the industry that know they're available and then they just move on. Talk to us about, you know, the importance of coaching services and for executives in in transition. Absolutely. You know, most, and this is why, this is why I am offering this and this is why I do this. And it's why it is so successful is that if you think about it, most executives are experts in their field, right? And they have a broad amount of experience, although they're not necessarily skillful when it comes to planning their own job search strategy. So as an executive uh, search professional and as an executive search firm, we work with key decision makers daily. And so we really understand both sides of the job market. Our coaching clients benefit from our industry knowledge and our extensive network that we have as well of recruiters and coaches who, you know, are, we're experts at providing top talent to companies. So we really understand it from both sides. So when I put together, when we put together this coaching program, it's very specific for executives who are in this transition because it offers a real personalized guidance through uh, through a job search strategy, you know, so we're giving people the tools necessary to be able to market themselves effectively. And the process is really designed to uh, be able to provide clarity and focus when someone's really identifying what their core values are, what their objectives are, what their passions are. And so the goal at the end of the day is to make sure that they, uh, that we create a very successful plan and that they're executing on this plan. So then uh, individuals are creating the best opportunities possible for themselves. And one of the things there you were talking about early on is marketing, right? And a lot of individuals don't know how to market themselves at all. It's, it's a challenge because a lot of people think they're either bragging or they're just talking about how great they are where, you know, they should be because, you know, it's not bragging if you've done it, but you, you got to learn how to do it in the right way. Talk to us about, you know, executives who need to market themselves and, and how they should go about that either through, you know, someone like yourself or on their own. Uh, you know, it really can, it really comes down to breaking it down into three different areas. And I always say you need to peel back the onion first. Um, there's a process that you want to go through if you want to do this correctly. And if you're in a transition, it's the perfect time and you want to give yourself time to really uh, think about this. You don't want to jump from one position to the next position. Uh, you're doing yourself a disservice. So what I recommend is when you find yourself in this transition period, the first component, there's really three components. So the first thing is you want to identify what your story is. All right, so you want to clearly define and articulate your value, your value proposition, and understand, have a very clear career objective. Uh, again, we can do a lot of things, um, and you have a lot of value, and so it's really peeling down what that is, and we can get into that a little bit more. But then the second thing is, is then once you know who you are, you want to share your story. So it's about creating a real focused job search strategy, and you want to be able to utilize very comprehensive networking methods and communication and really think about what that what that is. Uh, and then the third part of it is creating your own story. So you make it happen. So and then how do you advance? A lot of clients come to me after, uh, you know, they're in the field, and they're interviewing, but they're not necessarily landing that job. So how do you go from the perpetual interviewing phase to actually uh, getting the job offers and landing the roles. 
And I think that's one of the most critical pieces of the whole job search, right, is, is knowing your story. I think so many people are just used to, oh, I'm the CEO of XYZ or SVP of that, but they don't really know their story. How do you, you know, how do you suggest people build their story and really get to know their own story? Yeah, you know, we all think we know who we are, uh, you know, until we really sit down and go through the, the process and the work. And there's many different ways that you can go about evaluating that. Um, but it's it's important that you that you peel it back and you really understand what is your, you can do a lot of things, you've done a lot of things, you're very successful, but what is that? Uh, what is that core value that you're going to bring? So what is that value proposition statement? Um, and to do that, what you need to do is you need to narrow down all those strengths, right? All the strengths that you have. Um, not all of those strengths are gonna energize you. So take a look at the strengths and narrow down the top strengths that are gonna energize you. You wanna know what those, what your top values are and what are your real passions? You know, what are your real passions and what are your core skills uh, that you can bring to an organization? I, I always use the example that, uh, you know, I, I would love to sing, but it's not a skill of mine. So that's not going to happen. So we right. have to, you know, we have to be realistic, but you need to, you need to peel that back. And then what you want to do is take all those successes that you've had, all those success stories. And as I mentioned earlier, executives have accomplished a lot of things. So it can be hard to articulate all those successes in a really concise manner. And you need to bring this down to an impactful statement. So it's important that you be, are able to describe certain situations, the difficulties in those situations, the actions that you took, and then the results that happened. And you need to do it in a short, concise, impactful manner. And there's a process you need to go through to do that. And these are all things you need to think about. And then from there, then you can say, okay, now I need to focus on what do I really wanna do? What's my career objective? And how you do that is through what I consider career matrixing. So career matrixing is listing all the possible career possibilities. So uh, why you would want to do that, what skills you would utilize, what would be all the benefits of doing that, and maybe what some of the cons would be of that. And it's interesting, when I walk my clients through this exercise, uh, it's light bulbs go off. And it's like, oh, wow, I can do this. And this is what I would just normally roll into. But if I really think about it, this is, this is where I light up. This is what excites me. This is uh, and this is why. And by going through that process, some, many times it shifts your focus on where you want to go. So, you know, and then once you've identified what that value is and what you want to do and where you want to do it, then the next piece of that is going in and sharing your story. And how do you, and sharing your story can probably be just as tough as coming up with your story, right? Because a lot of times this is digging deep into the cobwebs. It's, I was actually on a podcast yesterday talking, you know, to people about resiliency and and, and sort of building your sort of awesomeness page, right? Or your awesomeness journal. And that's, and that's a hard thing to do for individuals because like you said, it's just part of the steps. It's part of their career. Um, how, you know, how do you suggest people go about sharing their story, right? And that's, that's, first of all, going deep into the cobwebs is scary enough, but then all of a sudden you have to share it. How do you suggest executives share their story? Yeah. Well, believe it or not, it becomes easier once you go through the first step of it, because then you really have dug deep and you really believe, you know, you really know your direction. You really know your value. It's, it's a true statement. You know where, what you want to do. So it automatically uh, gives you confidence 
uh, and direction uh, by going through that first phase of things. So the sharing the story is, is a little bit more the mechanics behind it. So first thing you want to do is make sure that that is being translated into your resume, your bio, uh, your LinkedIn profile, and those materials need to directly reflect what your value proposition statement is and your clear career objective. So you're going to want this to align with what all of what those goals look like. You can, there can be multiple, uh, you know, different things. I mean, you know, I spoke with somebody yesterday who, uh, one of my clients yesterday, where it was like, you know, I could be, uh, I could be a CMO within, uh, within corporate and do very well. But I also have a passion for teaching and doing this in the academic setting. So you can have two different goals, but they're two different avenues and you need to have marketing material that is appropriate for each one of those and a clear focus for each one of those directions. Um, and then the goal of having, of course, a clear career objective is that then you can go forward and you can create a, a targeted list of companies, organizations, and to reach out to proactively. So prior to reaching out, you're going to need to research, you know, you want to spend time, you're going to research the organizations, the key decision makers within those organizations, and then create your comprehensive network and communication plan in a focused direction. So you are going, uh, you're going narrow and deep versus shallow and, uh, you know, horizontal there. And, and that's, that's really a key. Um, and then the last piece is really going in and, and creating your own destiny, creating your story. And by sharing it, is it reaching out to people directly? Is it emailing them? Is it going via LinkedIn? Is it just sort of putting it out in space and hoping for the best? What are some strategies for sharing your story? Yeah, so, you know, you might know this, but only, you know, being an executive recruitment that, you know, less than 20% of jobs are going to be filled through job postings and, um, you know, really at any, at any level. Uh, so this can really go across the board, but expect, especially at the executive level, you know, the opportunities are really created through this proactive outreach um, and networking. And in today's job market, can you don't, uh, you know, we're not out there asking for jobs. Really what you need to do is make the connections and have two-way conversations, uh, you know, with individuals. The more networking you do, the, the more opportunities, uh, you know, surface just by people knowing who you are. Um, you know, so it's very important. So you, what you're doing is you're really asking for a conversation. Um, and it's extremely important to be prepared for those conversations at any level. So if you think about it, most executives are not on the other side of an interview table often, right? So I don't care how successful you are. You might even, as a CEO, you might even be more uncomfortable on the other side of the table because you're never, you're never there. So you have to be prepared. Um, of course, you do your research on the company like we all do, but it's much more important to have that clear, clear focus on you know, what you want to do and the value that you can bring to an organization and why you would be a good match you know, for that organization. So again, coming through, eluding that confidence, that determination, but being really transparent and humble. Right now, and like you said, a lot of times it's tough for an executive to be on the other side because it's an ego play as well, right? Because plenty of them have egos or we all have egos, but all of a sudden you're no longer in control and it's a, and it's a different feeling. It's regardless of who you are, right? It's, 
it's just a different feeling from being the one, the, from being the E to the er, right? That's exactly what it is. Oh, absolutely. And, or the, you er, know, the, e, the other one. <laughs> you know, yeah, and it's, it's uh, getting outside of our comfort zone and we all have comfort zones. I don't, it doesn't matter where, you know, where you're at level wise. Um, and it's asking for, it's asking for uh, a conversation. It's asking for assistance. It's asking for networking. Um, it, you know, it's, uh, it's something that some people are not comfortable doing, but once you get in the habit of doing it and you understand that people really do want to help. And if you think about all the individuals that come to you, um, you know, and come to you in your career that you have assisted or that you've just connected with other people, uh, that's, that's really where the magic happens. Um, and it not only helps you in your immediate you know, in your immediate role, but this is a network that you're going to build up that will uh, follow you really throughout your career. No, and, and I love what you said there about asking for help because humans inherently love to help people. You just have to have the, you know, the willingness to ask for help because once you say, hey, I need some help or can you help me point in this direction, opportunities open up unbelievably. Absolutely, absolutely. And really the key uh, and the way how we guide our clients is the key is to create multiple opportunities for yourself. Uh, that can look different, you know, for different people across the board. But what it does is it puts you in the driver's seat. If you're proactive and you're doing the activity, you're in the driver's seat. And what's happening is then you're opening doors, but you're opening the right doors and you're opening the doors that you really want to walk through. Um, so you're, you know, you're not wasting your time and you're not wasting others, other people's time. And one of the things that you talked about earlier at the beginning is networking methods. What are some of the networking methods that you suggest? Oh, well, it, you know, again, it's going to depend on what your, what your industry, you know, looks like, um, you know, your, uh, and I refer back to, to LinkedIn as one way and it's, uh, you know, probably the most common way that you want to do this, but I consider career, uh, network mapping, right? So you have different ways. So you first want to look at your whole personal life, right? Uh, I mean, it, any, anyone that you know, from a personal standpoint, your neighbors, your doctors, your dentists, your, uh, you know, kids, teams, connections. I mean, anybody out there that you can make aware that you are going to be, that you are in a transition and that you're looking for an opportunity. And I can't tell you how many times somebody's like, oh, you know, I know someone or I work at this company and, and, you know, one connection leads to another. So that's the personal standpoint. Then of course you have the LinkedIn connections where you're reaching out. Sometimes you're reaching out through multiple, you know, through other connections, sometimes it's blind, but you you absolutely want to build up that LinkedIn network. It's the biggest bang for your buck in regards to reaching a lot of individuals. And then, of course, if you're an executive, you have had a tremendous amount of uh, you know company connections within you know within your career, and those are individuals that you may not have talked to for you know three to five years, but those are people that you are going to want to to reconnect with. Um, and to send your messaging out for that. Your communication is all going to be different in regards to the communication for each one of those segments. Um, but it is, when you really think about what your vast network is, uh, you, you need to map that and you need to be able to reach out to those individuals. What about, you know, now with the advent of video, right? And the advent of using other tools to, be, to get out there. Are people creating their own videos? Are they doing intros that way? because it's a quick, seems to be a quick way to sell a story in a minute and a half or two minutes and people get to see who you are. 
yeah, it's there. People are getting very creative. Um, and, you know, we're, we're now hiring, hiring people without ever meeting them. Right. Um, so yes, uh, yes, you can certainly, you can certainly do that. Um, uh, you know, I would say, um, you know, of course, uh, a personal phone call. I think we're also afraid of picking up the phone these days. Mm. Uh, you know, everyone hides behind their computers and their um, things. But I'll tell you that some of the most effective uh, ways to get in the door is by simply picking up the phone and having a and having a real conversation. Um, or if you can, you know, if you can meet somebody in person, that's going to be the best best thing as well. Right. No, those are all super, you know, tactics. And like you said, just picking up the phone because nowadays. If that differentiates you. It's sort of like going back to snail mail, right? Of <laughs> actually mailing something. It's, hey, I got to pick up the phone and actually make a phone call. And right. Because How about people, that handwritten thank you note. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Well, even yeah. if you can get the you know, person's cell phone, a text actually isn't even a bad follow-up, but it's not a great place for an intro. But like you said, that you know, the handwritten or picking up that rotary dial phone and making the phone call um, is big. Yeah. And you can't, you just cannot be afraid to ask. Uh, you know, that is, that is my big thing. I mean, if you can get an energy, instead of something blind, if you can get an introduction and this is, you know, this is important, you, you, you want to do your research and find somebody. And if you are, if you've had a career, you're going to know somebody within that organization or somebody that knows this individual that you really want to have a conversation with, um, you know, do your best to get an introduction through somebody that you know, because then that person will always respond to you. And again, you're not out there asking for a job. You're simply asking for 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 a network for a connection for a this is my story this is my value you know who do you know and you'd be you'd be surprised a week later hey you know I introduced you to this individual and it's uh, you know those are the conversations that turn into to just great opportunities so one of the things we were chatting about earlier is a job search plan give us sort of the quick you know three minute overview of say, hey, I'm going to transition. I want to look. I want to go out there. What are the first steps I need to do? Give us the outline of that makes sense, you know, for, for individuals to really think about in order to, you know, and then nine times out of 10, they're like, oh, I, I still don't even know where to begin. So, but just sort of a quick outline of how individuals should make that transition. Yeah, well, and, and this is where, you know, the, the, the pitch for the, co the, the coach comes in, right? Right, exactly. Um, Again, you have not, uh, you don't do this on a on a day to day basis. So if you think about coaching in any other environment, um, you know if you're not an expert at it, it really does benefit you to work with somebody. Uh, you want to make sure that the person that you work with uh, specializes in this transition phase because it is different than coaching you while you're in a job, you know, and you're advancing within your career within a company. This is very different. You're going to need to do different things. So be careful about, you know, who you work with um, on that standpoint and that they're experts in regards to what this role is. Um, and then the job search plan, again, it goes, it goes back to, uh, you know, those three phases. So, uh, you know, what I recommend is the first thing I do with my clients is say, okay, I know who uh, you're going to do an executive self-assessment for me, but then I'm also going to put you through a professional assessment and we're really going to dig in and see who you are uh, you know what your real strengths are and then we're gonna work very closely to say uh, you know what what you're good at all of these things but you know what do you really what do you really like about
about these things. So, so you can do X, Y, and Z, but are you exhausted by the end of the day? So let's talk about what you're good at that really excites you. Um, and, you know, really understanding what that is. Um, and then, like I said, taking that and getting that real clear career objective, right? Um, and then it goes into the marketing material, having that comprehensive, comprehensive, uh, you know, story, and then, and then going on and targeting and, you know, going out there and targeting the, where you want to go. What about for executives who want to change sort of careers, right? They say they've been in telecom, they want to go to life science or they're in life science and they want to go to non-for-profit that's sort of outside of their typical window. What do you suggest there? Yeah, uh, I, I, that does happen. Um, and I'd say the first thing that you need to do is make sure that you're realistic about what that looks like. Um, and you also need to be able to take a step sideways or even a step down in order to be able to move back up within that type of industry or role. It's also, it's, it's the same type of thing as if you're coming back into the, into the, the market after being out for a period of time you know, where I work with women executives in that, in that standpoint. Uh, it's really understanding and having a really clear, crisp um, uh, reason for why you want to do this and be able to articulate what that is and then understand what skills translate over to there and where you would, where would be that entry point and then what are the stepping stones that you would need in order to get to where you want within that new industry. Right. Interesting. No. And, and that's a big thing, right? Is to realize sometimes to get what you want, you have to either go sideways or backwards, uh, hopefully springboard yourself moving forward. Absolutely. You know, and I see this, you know, especially, uh, you know, people coming out of nonprofit wanting to go into companies or corporations. But if you think about it, there's so many different transitions like that. You're transitioning maybe out of the military and you're coming into, you know, corporate, you're, uh, like I said, reentering the workforce after being out for a period of time. There's, there's always, you, there, you are always going to be in transition in your life at one time or another. It just, it's what it looks like. Uh, but the process of, uh, how you go about going forward is fairly, is fairly similar. No, I do a lot of work with athletes that are making the transition from being full-time, you know, more Olympic, yeah. Olympic level athletes, not per se professional athletes, but Olympic athletes that weren't making any money anyways. Right. And yeah. they sort of have to figure out to go in from training from 40 hours a week to training four hours a week and that they have to go make money. And it's, they're so tied up in their identity. And that's what, and a lot of executives are too. That's their identity. That's who they are. And being able to tell the story and break through that is one of the things, you know, that I coach them on is like, Hey, you know, you're, you're who you are. You're not what sport you are. Absolutely. And then, and you know, and I would say that, that you would be spending a lot more time in the, and I would recommend spending a lot more time in the first phase of this, mm -hmm. uh, it, because that is, that's the catapult. That's the, that's the springboard of where you're going to want to go. So the more time that you really understand, you know, what you, who you are and what you want and what your value is and where you want to go, if you really understand that, and we all think we do, um, but you need to go through the exercises to really figure it out. And I would say 80% of the clients I work with, they shift they shift a little from when they first come to me. Um, and all of a sudden when they gain that clarity and that focus and they go, Oh my gosh, this, this really is me. And this is really what I want to do. The excitement level gets there. And then that just, that just, you know, it, it transitions into the next phase um, very easily 
you know, and then all the questions kind of come out of it. Definitely. So Julie, we're coming up here on a half hour. That was awesome. And thank you for, you know, your insight of what's going on. How can people reach out to you? Where can they find you? Because what you're offering, especially right now is, is extremely valuable. Yeah, thank you. You can reach out to me directly, um, you know, Julie Visser at ZRG.com. Uh, you can also hop onto our website, uh, the ZRG website, and underneath our coaching tab will give you all of the information in regards to what the program and the platform looks like. Um, if you have any questions at all, happy, you know, happy to answer them. Perfect. And what I'll do too is I'll put your bio and your email address too in the on the podcast and the show notes so people can reach out to you directly if they want. So this was amazing, Julie. Thank you for being part of it. Your insight is again tremendous and probably and very timely with what's going on right now. Hopefully we're at the end of this whole uh COVID nineteen virus, but who knows? But um you know, everyone that's listening, make sure you subscribe to the Ultimate Hire podcast. We have a number of great leaders, including Julie and others coming up and in the past that offer some tremendous insight in managing your career. So if anyone, again, has any questions, you can reach out to me at klubin at zrgpartners.com. And thanks for listening.